You're listening to the third episode of JCI Santa Clarita's podcast. My name is Corin Young, broadcasting to you from RK Studios in Santa Clarita. And I'm very excited because I'm bringing on today a very good friend of mine. This is Mr. Tom Island. Welcome to the program, Tom. Thank you for having me, Corin. Of course. Uh, so it is April. It is Autism Awareness and Acceptance Month. Um, has it always been called Autism Awareness and Acceptance? What's the, what's the story with that? So autism is a developmental disability that affects about 1 in 59 people today. And for many years, and in some ways, it still is considered a disease, something Mm. that had to be cured. And so awareness came about that. But then there were people with autism that told, we're not something to be cured. Autism is not an illness or a disease. Please accept us for who we are and love us for who we are. So that's why it's transitioned from Autism Awareness Month into Autism Acceptance Month. Okay, cool. Thanks for explaining that. Now, Tom is an individual with autism, and that has shaped a huge part of who he has become and what he does with his career. We'll talk a little bit about that in just a bit, but uh, I just wanted to share that Tom and I have known each other for over 10 years. We volunteered together in Safe Rides of Santa Clarita um, as adult supervisors. I know, when when did you join uh, as an adult I joined as an adult when I was 26 years old, so about 2008, 2009. Okay, yeah, it's about the time that that I did. I know that we were teens at around the same time. I'm a little bit older, but I I wonder if we both served in, let's say, 2000 as as teenagers. I joined in 2001 or 2002 as a driver and was with them through 2005. Yeah, I wonder if we can find old pictures or, or rosters. Now, Probably. for those of you that don't know, uh, Safe Ride Santa Clarita has been around for 32 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually just closed its doors uh, f- for the final time a couple months ago. But Safe Rides was a volunteer organization for teens to give safe, free, confidential rides home to other teens that were maybe at a party, they were drinking, or just needed a, a way to get back. Uh, so while you were in Safe Rides as an adult, uh, you were going to school and working. What were you working on? So my goal in life, uh, being good with numbers and loving Star Wars, was to be George Lucas's accountant. I wanted that ever since my senior year at Saugus High School and had my sights set on that. So I went to College of the Canyons and Cal State Northridge pursuing accounting courses and got my bachelor's in accounting from CSUN and became a certified public accountant in 2010. And did you ever make it to uh, become George Lucas's accountant? Well, it's interesting. I worked for Disney as a property tax intern straight out of college. And after I left Disney, Disney acquired Lucasfilm. So retroactively and indirectly, I was George Lucas's accountant. Oh, okay. I'll give you, I'll give you points for that one. <laughs> So while you were uh, an accountant, I know you got a nomination for a uh, special award from JCI. Tell me about, about uh, tell me a bit about that experience. So after about two years being licensed, I got nominated by JCI Santa Clarita for their 40 Under 40 Award, and I ended up winning it, and I discovered what this organization does, how much they serve humanity, all the causes they support, and it seemed like a really lovely organization that I wanted to be a part of. So I joined them in January or February of 2013, and it's now six years later. I'm still with them. I'm now their treasurer. Cool. I know you've had other uh, positions as well. When I joined, you were our uh, executive vice president. Yes, I was. What are some things that uh, JCI Santa Clarita does, and what have you done with the organization? So JCI Santa Clarita, my explanation of it is it's 
a not-for-profit that provides uh, social, volunteer, and professional networking opportunities. It's a wonderful way to get connected in your community if you're between the ages of 21 and 40, and you might be an entrepreneur or starting your own business or maybe running your own business now and want to partner with other entrepreneurs and organizations and people that they know so that you can start to serve humanity and really make a difference in the world. So uh, as I know that you weren't so much of an entrepreneur at the time as you were working for Disney and other companies as their accountant, but you have since branched out and started uh, doing something unique. Tell me about uh, your uh, public speaking uh, career path that you've, you've taken. So after about, I would say, two, three, four years of doing accounting, I'm slowly but surely realizing how miserable that line of work was making me. And at the same time, I was seeing and hearing more stories of my peers with autism crashing and burning because they were having difficulty knowing themselves, loving themselves, and being themselves. So in 2015, I'm starting to realize how important it is to start telling my story. And my girlfriend, I'm still with her now, we discovered the Toastmasters International Organization. Oh, It's a nonprofit that helps you improve your public speaking, your communication, and your leadership. And we chartered a club here in Santa Clara. It's still going on four years later. It's called The Outliers. And it's a very fun group. We st- we call ourselves The Outliers because we started in Cane Country, mm-hmm. away from all the other clubs in Valencia. But we've moved to Valencia since then. But we still maintain our quirkiness, our unique traits and we're all special in our own ways so we're still the outliers and I've really solidified my message to the world and found my voice and I'm much more comfortable telling my story because of Toastmasters. Cool. I've seen you speak a couple times. You know, I've been a guest uh, to a few meetings of your your outliers. Uh once you guys moved to Valencia, <laughs> uh, I saw you give a uh uh Star Wars in 10 minutes uh, presentation (laughs) where you did all the voices. I thought that was really cool. I remember that speech. And one of the funny things about Toastmasters is we have a timer, someone to make sure that someone's not speaking too long. Well, I went a little bit over on that particular speech. I had to cram all seven movies or so in about seven minutes. And I went to about eight or nine. Oh, that's right. Okay. So it was supposed to be seven minutes. (laughs) And you use uh, public speaking now every day. So Toastmasters has helped you uh, hone a skill that maybe didn't come naturally to you. Uh, and uh, and you do that all the time now. And mind you, public speaking is the number one fear we have as human beings. We would rather mm-hmm. die than talk in front of our peers. So I figured if I could manage the fear most of us have or the greatest fear we have, I could get through or manage just about anything. And being able to let myself be vulnerable, learn from my mistakes and share my struggles as well as my successes with people so that they can learn from me and better help themselves or the people with autism in their lives. Where do you speak now and what what do you talk about? A lot of my engagements, my speeches are in high schools. I go to a, a number of autism organizations and conferences. I give keynotes. I do workshops, I do trainings, and uh, police officers in particular. One of the things that my mother and I have discovered is people with autism are particularly vulnerable or at risk of interacting with police officers or being involved in an emergency situation. So 
my mother actually took it upon herself to make an entire movie called Be Safe to show young people how to interact with police officers because we trained officers for the last 20 years. But one day an officer said to us, I could know someone has autism, but if they run, I still have to chase them. And if they fight me, I have to fight back and win. Right. Who's teaching the young people to not run, not fight? Until now, nobody. Okay. So you so you te- you do teach both sides. You teach law enforcement how to interact with individuals with autism, and you teach young kids with autism uh, how to interact with law enforcement. And that's exactly what's required. We we are quick to say train the police. Well, why didn't the police know that? But my mother and I see it differently. What didn't the young person know? What do we need to teach the young person for the future? So, teaching the police to interact with people with autism and teaching police or excuse me people with autism to interact with police is what's going to make the education and the understanding come full circle. Do you speak uh, year-round? Yes, I usually go to uh, Texas is my biggest uh, source of clients right now because they recently passed a law in Texas, uh, Senate Bill 30, SB 30, requiring that driver's ed students in Texas receive instruction on how to interact with police. Oh, Now, people okay. with autism and other developmental disabilities are not learning how to drive, so they are not receiving that instruction and so my mother and I are going down there and train the teachers how to use be safe with the students that aren't getting the driver's ed or just need mm-hmm. that instruction and mind you police tell us we wish everybody knew what's in your movie yeah I mean that, that, that'd be helpful I see a lot of people uh, these YouTube videos where people don't know what to do or sometimes they think they know too much so, you know I know my rights and they start you know giving the yep. police officers a hard time and they don't look smarter they, they just to me look like idiots <laughs> So uh, April being Autism Awareness and Acceptance Month, I know it's always a big month for you, and this month is no exception. Uh, You just came back from New York. Yes. uh, Every year, the United Nations in New York puts on World Autism Awareness Day, and they have a theme every year, and they bring in speakers and professionals from the autism community to talk. And this year's theme was Assistive Technology Active Collaboration. So I took it upon myself to ask someone who had spoken at the UN, who's your contact? And mm-hmm. I reached out to that person, explained, I used a Franklin Electronic Dictionary during the CPA exam because I have vocabulary difficulties at times. And I have this video modeling curriculum, Be Safe, that teaches me and others with autism how to interact with police. And the UN agreed, yeah, let's put, invite you to speak on a panel about that. And that's what I did on Tuesday April 2nd spoke on a panel about that particular assistive technology, and I also acknowledged Toastmasters for helping me manage my fear of public speaking and solidifying my message to the world. I saw that on the uh, the UN live stream, and it was really cool mm-hmm. and very exciting to watch you there, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Now, another thing that's going on uh, this month, you and I are both alumni from College of the Canyons and members of the alumni network. I know that... Uh, Every year, they induct very few people into the College of the Canyons Alumni Hall of Fame, and this year, you will be the honoree. I got notification of that just recently, and it's quite an honor. And COC was really good to me during my years there and helped me get to at least the path for accounting, but also helped me and taught me a lot of important life skills and personal skills. So I'm really grateful that I'm going to be inducted into that Hall of Fame. Very exciting. Now, when is that happening? Is there uh, like a ceremony? Uh, Thursday, April 25th. I believe it's at the Diane Van Hook 
University Center at uh, 6.30 p.m. So cool. Looking forward to seeing uh, pictures from that. So congratulations once again. What is next for Tom Island? So looking at the year and the years ahead, I recently became, or I should say applied, to become a Toastmasters accredited speaker. And I want to thank you, Corin, for helping me with that process. Uh, Part of the application Mm -hmm. process involves uh, having me be filmed, giving a speech for 20 to 45 minutes, and Corin was my cameraman for that. Happy to do it. And the next step is it's being reviewed, this video, by a panel of judges, and they'll decide if I'm going to go to the next level, which is to speak at the International Convention for Toastmasters in Denver in August, and I'll be speaking in front of a 1,000 people. So to get to that level, I have to have given a really good video application, but there are no accredited speakers in the world with autism, so I would be the first. And there are only 81 in the world, none of them have autism. 81 in the world? For someone with a social, for someone with a social communication disorder to master the art of essentially socializing and communication, it's going to inspire and motivate so many people in the world. So that's immediately what's in store for me. And is that the highest level that uh, Toastmasters has? It is the most elite program or the highest award you could get in the organization. Wow, well, good luck. That would be so cool if you can get in there. That's such a small group. Yep. I didn't realize it was that small. Only and a, 81. And 1,000 people to, to speak in front of. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the biggest crowd? That, My that biggest will... crowd to date, uh, at least in person, was uh, 450 people. I okay. gave a keynote in Florida of that size, but speaking in front of the United Nations and that being streamed to potentially 7.5 billion, I think I can handle 1,000. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Well, good luck with that. I, I hope that uh, that they like the, the video that you submitted and uh, and that you get in. That's That would be very, very cool to hear that. Thank you. So, Tom Island, thank you so much for coming on the program today. If people have questions for you, what's a good way for them to get in contact with you? You can visit my website. It's Thomas Island, and Island is spelled I-L-A-N-D, like Rhode Island without the S. So, mm. thomasisland.com. You can shoot me an email there, and you can also order my best-selling award-winning book come to life your guide to self-discovery it's intended to help people with autism and other learning differences shape their futures and i tell them that life doesn't come to you it's up to you to come to life oh great slogan there so thomasisland.com i'm also on social media facebook linkedin instagram twitter cool you and i have a youtube channel okay well take a look at that stuff everybody uh and Stay tuned for more podcasts from JCI Santa Clarita. You can follow us on our YouTube channel, on Facebook, and at jcisantaclarita.com. Thanks for listening.